Support for Everything Explained comes from the College of St. Rose in Albany, offering master's and certificate programs for working adults looking to advance or change their careers. Easily accessible to downtown and state offices, the College of St. Rose has served the Capital District since 1920. strose.edu slash grad programs to apply. What are pink-collar jobs? This is Everything Explained, a podcast about uncovering the basic fundamentals and structure behind what makes what we talk about in the news important. This week on Everything Explained, we dive into pink-collar jobs, which are technically defined as roles in the service industry such as teaching, nursing, or waitressing. These jobs, most often filled by women, pay less than what men typically see for blue-collar jobs in manufacturing. But as blue-collar jobs are disappearing and pink-collar jobs are on the rise, men are not exactly bursting down the doors for the latter. To find out why, I spoke with Claire Kane Miller from the New York Times about her article on how men view jobs that are stereotypically seen as women's work. If more men became nurses or took caregiving type jobs in healthcare, took health aid jobs, would wages rise? There is some evidence that wages would rise. Um, women's jobs, jobs that mostly women do that tend to be caregiving jobs, have always had lower status in our society. That is for a lot of reasons, that they've always been paid less. These are nursing jobs, preschool teaching jobs. Um, elder care jobs, all those kind of caregiving jobs have always been paid less. Um, But when men enter fields in which women have predominantly been working, it's a phenomenon called the glass escalator, where the men um, almost immediately get higher wages and more promotions than the women who had been doing the work. Now, that's not necessarily a good thing in terms of equal pay and gender equity, But um, in the long run, it could uh, make these kind of jobs into higher status and higher paying jobs. So when you have these caregiving roles that are often associated more with women and the way women have historically taken on these roles, do you think it's a more of a nature versus nurture kind of thing that men are more conditioned to think that it is a woman's job? It's hard to say if it's nature or nurture, but there is certainly something in our society that conditions men to think um, that they need to have jobs that are about being tough and that are about building things and that are about supporting a family, meaning making as much money as possible. Those are kind of stereotypes that boys and men are raised with, while women and girls are raised um, thinking they should be caring and empathetic. So it's unclear, you know, if this actually is about uh, the way that men and women are or how much of it is just society telling them to be that way. But a lot of the men I interviewed said the same thing, which is I want to work with my hands and I want to build things. And they don't see health aid jobs and caregiving jobs as doing that. In your article, you say if health aid jobs paid more and offered better benefits, they'd probably attract more men. Often government uses policies, as we see in everyday life, to help curb social change. Do you think it's up to the government to encourage this change, or is it more of a, a social thing that just will happen over time or should happen over time? 
it's not for me to say whose responsibility it is. I think part of it is on the employers. So these are the fastest growing jobs, meaning employers cannot fill them more quickly enough. There are there's such a need for things like home health care aides and elder care workers, especially as the baby movers get older. And um, so, you know, it might help employers to offer higher wages to make these better jobs. It would attract more men, but it would also attract more women. And I, I did a follow-up article to this looking um, at a, a linguistic analysis of job postings. And the job postings for uh, jobs that predominantly women do historically, like nursing and health aides, they use a lot of words that have been statistically proven to attract women, like we need someone who is caring, things like that. Now, when when people look at these job posting response rates, those kind of words attract women. Other words like, you know, world class and superstar, those attract men. And you're not seeing those words show up in these health aid jobs. So it might be, you know, one tactic could be for the employers to try to make their job postings more gender neutral um, or, you know, to appeal to men in some way and to just make that a conscious decision in their hiring. I find it incredibly interesting that employers would use certain phrases like this that are gender specific. I mean, most of the time when I see a job posting, it's often very neutral, but sometimes I'll see one that's like out of the park. They they use those words like superstar. Do you think employers are trying to attract men or maybe it's a psychological thing that's just built in that they see a man in this role? My guess is that it's psychological. So the company that does these um, analyses of job postings is called Textio, and they do analyses for all kinds of jobs. And um, some of the words that they find that that uh, employers use for jobs that tend to attract more men are like world class and rock star and manage it. And Textio, you know, then advises instead of world class, say premier. Instead of rock star, say extraordinary. Instead of manage a fast-paced schedule, say handle a fast-paced schedule. The words that I just said as the substitutions are more gender neutral, they've found, meaning, you know, with their statistical analysis, they attract um, more equal numbers of men and women and a more diverse group. And and I do think that is, um, you know, not that hiring managers are trying to attract more men or women, but it's almost just like a psychological thing. We were discussing before the stereotypes of, of what men and women do. Now, there have been some employers who have specifically tried to attract men to nursing jobs. Like, you know, there was one poster I saw that showed a, a rock climber, and it compared being an OR nurse to the adrenaline rush of, of you know, rock climbing. Um, that is specifically trying to appeal to men and make it seem like a masculine job. Um, you know, it depends what the goal is. It's certainly not getting the diverse um, gender neutral response. That's specifically trying to appeal to men, but some healthcare organizations are trying that too. In your article, you said that men are often used to working with their hands, that they don't see themselves in these type of roles, these often seen as stereotypical roles for women. Do you see this changing with youth or is that is it a possibility that younger people are more open to the idea of taking on roles seen as for women? So younger men in general uh, definitely have less prescribed or traditional uh, views of gender roles and millennial men are likely to um, have a much higher expectation for equal roles at home and for, you know, women to work and for the men to help take care of the children alongside the women, you know, those kind of things. 
Um, however, it really breaks down um, not just by age, but by um, education and income. So working class families tend to have uh, more traditional views of gender roles um, than families that earn high incomes and in which people are highly educated. And a lot of the jobs that we're talking about, the jobs that are disappearing, like you know factory jobs and the jobs that are growing, like health aid jobs, are working class jobs. So the gender roles might be changing more slowly in this case, even with age. Now, often you see discussed online on internet forums, things like that. I know BuzzFeed's done an article, you know, websites like The Chive have done it. They've explained it as fragile masculinity. Is this a phrase that you're familiar with? I'm familiar with that phrase, yes. <laughs> What's your take on fragile masculinity? Well, a lot of the social scientists that I talk to about this issue um, say that the stereotypes that we talked about for men, you know, having jobs in which they are tough and build things and in which they can support a family, those jobs are disappearing um, for especially less educated men. These are the, like the factory jobs and the manufacturing jobs yeah. that are disappearing. And what that leads to is a sense that they're not able to be a real man, that they're not able to live up to those goals that they were raised with for what a man is. And for obvious reasons, that would make someone feel very insecure if they felt they weren't able to be who they wanted to be. And a lot of social scientists point to this as um, one of the reasons that um, there's a lot of discontent, a lot of the discontent that swept Donald Trump to office. Um, as well as why there's some resistance to taking these so-called pink-collar jobs, like in nursing, because they're not considered to be real men's jobs, and they're tied up in this notion that they that they should be something else. Um, and and you know, it's hard not to be sympathetic to that. It's very difficult if you can't fulfill the identity that you were hoping to fulfill. On the other hand, um, there's not a lot of signs that those kind of jobs and that kind of traditional masculinity is going to come back. Things seem to be moving in the opposite direction. That was Claire Kane Miller, correspondent for the New York Times site for analysis of policy and economics, The Upshot. Thanks for joining us on Everything Explained. My name is Patrick Garrett, host and producer of this podcast. For more, you can always check out WAMC.org, WAMCpodcast.org. Check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, or the Google Play Store. You can give us a review. Subscribe while you're there if you like the podcast. You can also reach us at everythingexplained at WAMC.org. Catch you next time.